Sergio Perez, the Minister of Defense, is out at Red Bull and Liam Lawson is stepping into his shoes. Join Turn 1 as we talk about all things Liam Lawson. Welcome to Turn 1, a Formula One podcast. Welcome to Turn One, a Formula One podcast. We're your host, Thomas. And Jeremiah. Like we mentioned, today is all things Liam Lawson, the rookie, not rookie sensation. Five races out of the year where Daniel Ricciardo was out and he was filling in for him. I mean, I guess he's not technically a rookie. Sure. And so it's weird how they categorize that. But obviously with this week coming up, we have Coda, the United States Grand Prix, Daniel Ricciardo obviously expected to retake his seat at AlphaTauri, which used to be Nick DeVries' seat at <laughs> AlphaTauri. They've had a weird year over there at AlphaTauri. But uh, Jeremiah had the idea to kind of um, look at Liam Lawson's five races, and we have a couple of drivers to compare him to. Obviously, we have Nick DeVries, we have Daniel Ricciardo, we have Yuki Sonoda, his teammate, who's another still young up-and-comer, even though this is like season four or five for Yuki, <laughs> and he's still in his early 20s. So there's a couple of different points we can bounce them off. Obviously, we can compare them to Oscar Piastri, a true rookie. It's a little bit tougher <laughs> to quantify. But let's dive into this. Jeremiah, where do you want to start? I want to do some quick comparisons first to who he replaced, Daniel Ricciardo. Now, we didn't have too much information on Daniel Ricciardo in this AlphaTauri car for this season just because he only had the two races and then the accident where he broke his hands. But in those two races, we see Daniel Ricciardo getting 13th and 16th. Now, right. in that, you have Liam Lawson. In his five races, I'll go ahead and give you his, his finishes. It's 13th, 11th, 9th, 11th, 17th. So you see the comparisons there where he did get 13th and he did get 17th, just like Ricciardo got 13th and 16th. But he also had that spree where he got 11th, which is almost points, and then 9th getting two points, and then 11th almost cresting those points again. He has, I mean, when I say sensation, now granted, he's not taking the F world, F1 world by storm, right? Like everyone's not calling for him to be the next world right. champion driver, but he's had a really good showing in his first five races. Whenever you look at his results, he's averaging much better than Logan Sargent is. Oh. He's averaging better than Nick DeVries was. He has, I mean, again, Daniel only had the two races, but with Liam getting 13th, 11th, 9th, 11th, and a 17th, that's averaging better than Ricardo's 13th and 16th place. He is somebody that is going to be talked about by many, many teams right now, probably, as he's out of the AlphaTauri seat and into the offseason. He's probably going to be the next in line for somebody, uh, somebody's, you know, at a bigger team seat. Right. And you mentioned Nick DeVries. I'm going to jump into that comparison next. So we talked about 
Nick DeVries in previous episodes and, you know, where he's going to go going forward, how he did. That was a previous episode. You can check that out. Nick DeVries did not score higher than 12th the entire season. Now, in five races that we saw from Liam Lawson, he got 11th, 9th, 11th. And then the first one even was 13th, which is right on the right on the gearbox of that 12th place spot. And keep in mind, Nick DeVries had that, you know, AlphaTauri seat before the season started. So he's doing the testing. He's doing the practice. Right. He's right. had more time in that car. Now, granted, while Liam was a reserve or a test driver... He didn't come into the season with the expectation of having a race seat. Right. He just gets thrown in the fire and gets results. You would think that would have come from the guy that started the season with that expectation. Or the guy that had 10 races to try and get those points. And it was a shocking turn of events this year. Not to go into the whole thing on Nick DeVries, we've done that. But his one race last year in the Williams, right, getting uh, ninth place at Imola? I can't remember what or the Monza, track was. Monza is one of the two Italy tracks. We thought... He's here. This is it. He's ready to cook. And then he gets in that AlphaTauri seat and just is a regular AlphaTauri <laughs> yeah. driver. I don't know if it, maybe if it was like the Williams car back, like suited him more last year than the AlphaTauri did this year. We just did not see those results that everybody kind of expected from Nick DeVries. Or is it like how we talked about in our, our USGP preview, which dropped the other day, the uncluttered mind? He just got in the car and went. He had no preconceived notions, but yet he had a whole year building up to this season right. where got in his head, kind of fell into the Alpha Tari mindset of we're a back-of-the-pack team, and now we see that playing out. Liam Lawson, granted, you take out his 17th in guitar, 13th, 11th, 9th, and 11th, that's pretty good for how that Alpha Tari's been. Absolutely. Now, you said that we might compare him with Piastri, can't really do that and for the same reason why i was i had the idea before this podcast or before we started filming i was like i wonder if we go back to max's first year in that toro rosso and if we could do a comparison of the two you can't he <laughs> I mean, won his first race in the, in the red bull yeah, yeah but in the toro rosso max verstappen was a, a monster i mean it, we we saw him getting seventh 8th, 4th, 8th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 4th, 9th, 9th. And we didn't see that from any of the AlphaTauri drivers. No. Now, where you could compare them is they both came up in the Red Bull system, right? So Liam Lawson is a Red Bull Academy driver. Right. Still is at AlphaTauri. Right. He's next in line Which, for a big Red Bull seat. Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess the best comparison to kind of see where Liam Lawson falls in terms of the hierarchy of this whole thing is I want to do a comparison between him and the actual driver who's had the seat the entire year, right. Yuki Sonoda. Because when it came to Nick DeVries, he was compared to Yuki Sonoda. When it came to Daniel Ricciardo's two races, he was compared to Yuki Sonoda. That's a natural thing in F1 is you're compared to the other guy in your same car. So looking at these results, Yuki never finished higher than 10th versus Liam Lawson's ninth place finish where he gets those two points in only five races. Yuki's been in the seat the entire year. And if you look at the entire schedule or the entire year so far for Yuki Sonoda, it was 11th, 11th, 10th, 10th, 11th. Those are great numbers. Then you drop off. It goes 15th, 12th, 14th, 19th, 16th, 15th. Not so good. A random points finish where he gets 10th, and then it drops back down to 15th. Did not start. Retired 12th, 15th. So we want to look at the five races particularly that those two were on the grid together. Right. So that's the last five races. If you're looking at these numbers, back in the Netherlands, 
Yuki Tsunoda finishes 15th. Liam Lawson finishes 13th. That's a win in Liam's column. The very next race, we move to Italy. Yuki Tsunoda gets 15th. Or, I'm sorry. Yeah, Yuki Tsunoda gets... No, he didn't start. He did not start. That's right. That was Monza where he had the problems and he wasn't able to start the race. Meanwhile, Liam Lawson comes in in 11th. Just outside the points. I mean, just outside. This is his second full race in an F1 car. Right. And he almost gets points. That's an amazing finish. Moving from there, we move to Singapore. Yuki Tsunoda gets or retires. He does not finish that race. That's inconsistency. So we were just hoping he would finish a race after that. <laughs> right. And, of course, Liam Lawson gets ninth. Yep. So it wasn't even tenth. He didn't just crest the points. He got ninth. That's two points. That's impressive. Okay, so here's the deal with Yuki. Yuki's 23. Liam Lawson's 21. This is Yuki's third season in Formula One. He didn't have like a half season deal like Liam had where he got like a pilot out of seat for a little bit for somebody else. Yuki's best year was his first year. He got 32 points, finished 14th. Wow. Last year, 12 points, finished 17th. This year, three points, currently in 17th. Now, we, it's hard to play that game just because it's not like the cars stay the same every single season for the entire season. Right, but if you're the young up-and-coming driver, you need to show improvement, you need to show flashes, and you need to do it quickly. And with this being Yuki's third season, he is going to be passed by the next guy that comes up and has instant success. He just is. Right. And so if Liam gets a race seat next year and gets more than 32 points... He now surpasses Yuki for any potential bigger openings. I mean, I see that happening. So we move from Singapore to Japan. We're now at Suzuka. We see Yuki Sonoda getting 12th. That's a decent finish. But Liam Lawson got 11th. A better finish. Exactly. (laughs) Not by points, but in terms of racing. In terms of positioning, (laughs) in terms of actual on-track finish, where you finish the race, he got a place higher than Yuki. He finished ahead of Yuki. So the only caveat to all this is that there is one race where he doesn't beat Yuki Tsunoda. That's Qatar. Yuki Tsunoda finishes 15th, and we know all of the drivers struggled at Qatar. And especially somebody who's a fill-in, who's only done four races in an F1 car, still trying to get to grips with the car. <clears throat> the drivers were struggling with the heat, the tires, the max tire stints, which not only was that new for most of the F1 drivers, but it's obviously new for Liam Lawson. And for the teams. They've right. never had a specific amount of laps that they're allowed to do, and then you have to switch. I mean, that's, that changes all of your strategy. And this they announced, made this announcement like halfway through the weekend. So teams have already had a strategy lined up that they were going to use in the race, and maybe they just do the fine tweaks at the very end to get the exact results that they want. And then you throw this curveball in there, and every, all the strategies out the window. You got to completely rewrite the book. So that being said, Yuki Tsunoda finishes fifteenth, but Liam Lawson only finished seventeenth. It's not like he got twentieth, nineteenth, and it's not like Yuki got eleventh. Right. He got fifteenth. It was a bad race for both of them, and yet Liam was right on his tail. I mean, but four out of five races. I don't even think you need to make the point that you know Qatar really mattered in the grand scheme of things because again they're on the track for five races Lawson won it four times yeah and that's that brings me to my point is I I think that Liam Lawson deserves an F1C more than Yuki Tsunoda does right now more than Daniel Ricciardo it's tough to say because it's only been two races. We'll have to get some more data. Okay. At the, I'll, I'll be able to. We'll get back to that. We'll make another episode at the very end of this where we talk about all four of the AlphaTauri drivers and kind of see 
who should really be so, in those So seats. let me ask you with this context. Okay. Right now, you put Lawson and Sonoda in a car. Who are you picking? Lawson. Okay. We'll do the same thing for Daniel Ricardo, but you're now the principal of AlphaTauri. And what is AlphaTauri supposed to be? Red Bull's B team. Which is the development. developmental team outside right. of the Red Bull Development Academy. Right. So if you have Ricardo, who you have to pay millions of dollars to, who's in his 30s, or Lawson, who you don't have to pay millions of dollars to, who's 21 and getting results, who are you picking for that seat? I definitely get that if you're a standalone team. But the problem is, is that they put Daniel in that seat so that he could rebuild his confidence for the Red Bull seat. That's where they projected him going. They just wanted to test the waters in AlphaTauri to I, see if he can even I don't think it. there's any way Horner's putting Ricardo back on the line with Verstappen. Yeah. There's no way. The only way that happens is if Max does his surprise retirement after he wins everything <laughs> and he's just done with it. Then they're like, oh, crud, now we got to get Ricardo up here. Oh, and we've already booted out Sergio. I just think Ricardo's going to putter around at AlphaTauri for a little bit. Obviously, they've announced their lineup for next year. They're running back out with Yuki and Ricardo. But if Yuki doesn't perform, if Ricardo doesn't perform, one of them gets hurt, I think Lawson's right back in that seat, unless another team signs up and snags him. But I don't know if there's any Which open seats to be They definitely had. should. They should, but... What open seats are there going to be? I think everybody's locked in. Williams, Logan Sargent. Ooh, he's got to be on a two-year deal, right? Or was nope. it just a one-year deal? One-year deal. Man. He's the only seat that's going to be available next year. Let me let me say that again. The only seat that's going to be available next year. Didn't they move mountains to get Logan Sargent a super license too? Yeah, he finished fourth in F2, and then they just jumped over the top three guys and just said, we want Logan Sargent. Hey, whatever happened to Porcher? Where's he at these days? Kicking tires in F3? Or I'll something? tell you where he's not, in the Williams number two seat. So that's it for um, Sonoda I, and – or do you have another thing for I, Sonoda? Oh, not for Sonoda, no. I did have one more point on the whole Ricardo thing. He has two races that he's raced this year so far, and with the last three races of the season being the USGP, Mexico, and then Brazil – that's five races for Ricardo. Liam raced five races. So we will get to make that connection and see how they lined up. Is there is there any chance AlphaTauri pulls Yuki for Liam Lawson? Unfortunately, no, but they should. <laughs> I've never understood. There's something that we're missing here. Let us know in the comments. What's the obsession with Yuki Tsunoda? We liked Yuki when he first entered the sport. He's a really likable guy. I can tell you what the articles say. That he's the fastest. Nope. Well, what is it then? The articles say that since Honda still plays a big part in creating the Red anymore. Bull. Yes, they do. They're no longer engines by Honda. They're engines by Red Bull but they're being helped out by Honda. So mm. Honda still has a big part in the development of these engines. So for that reason, Yuki still has that seat. Man, that's a loose association. I Look, again, I like Yuki. I think still one of the funniest F1 videos is when they're like, what's your goal in your career? And all the drivers are <laughs> like, it's like a montage of like 19 drivers say, to be the driver's championship, to be the world driver's championship, to win the WDC. They get to Yuki. Like open a restaurant, I guess. He's like, yeah, like I'd that. like to open up a restaurant. It's like, hey, you focus on one career at a time. <laughs> Make your goals about this career first, then move on. But just things like that. And then obviously we had the time where they got all the drivers together and they were like, hey, who would win at karting? And they all say Yuki Tsunoda. And you're like, okay, he's got the ability, but it just doesn't come together on track. 
And I guess if you put him in a better car, he would have better results. But you could say that about any of the drivers. They're the best drivers in the world. Right. I don't know if he's blowing people away if he's at Red Bull. Now, granted, he didn't get the Red Bull seat chance like Alex Albon did and like Pierre Gasly did, right? Right. Maybe if he would have gotten that opportunity, but I don't think he's in line to replace Sergio Perez. I think more of a Lawson or even on Oscar Piastri is more in line to put, replace Sergio Perez. So I just pulled up Daniel Ricciardo's first year in the Toro Rosso. Okay. From whenever he was a young up-and-comer. And I got to say... Had Liam Lawson had the seat for the entire year, this might have been pretty even. Daniel Ricciardo gets 9th, 12th, 17th, 15th, 13th, retired 14th, 11th. That's about the same finishes that uh, Lawson was getting, but he gets 9th, 9th, 10th, 9th, 10th. So he's got points finishes, but they're nothing crazy. Liam Lawson was getting 11th, 9th, 11th, 13th. I mean, he was right there in the action. I could definitely see... Liam Lawson, maybe not so much being the next Max Verstappen or being the next Oscar Piastri, but I could definitely see him being the next Daniel Ricciardo, which was, or still is technically at McLaren, a Grand Prix winner. Liam Lawson was 10 when that was happening. (laughs) Just for some context. (laughs) Again, to the age gap and the whole developmental team thing. Uh, I do want to add another thing here for Liam Lawson's sake to kind of up his chances. So with him no longer participating in F2, he moved to Super Formula over in Japan. So his season there, just for those that are wondering, while he was the reserve driver for Red Bull and before he filled in for Daniel Ricciardo, he was leading the championship over there. Now, in this very last race, he got overtaken by the guy in second, so he's no longer in that first spot. He is in second. But he's simultaneously racing in two different seasons and doing well in both. Now, you got to think about this because he's not. it's not like he was an F1 reserve driver who got a couple practice sessions, maybe did some testing, and then just did the simulator for F1, F1. Right. He was racing a completely different spec car for all of this season. And then jumps into an F1 car and performs. Let me add this little nugget for you. Let's hear it. 2021. Okay. Red Bull had just let go of who? Alex Albon. Where does Alex Albon find himself? None other than the Dutch Tour Wagon (laughs) Series. And who is he lining up on the grid with? Not only Maximilian Guts. Not only Marco Whitman. (laughs) Names we've never heard. Not only... Kelvin Vanderland, <laughs> but Liam Lawson. So they were both in the series. They were both in the series. Alex Albon gets sixth. The year after he's kicked off the number two team in Formula One in 2021, he goes to Dutch Tour Wagon and places sixth. Liam Lawson gets second that year by only three points to old Maximilian Guts. <laughs> and we know how we feel about Alex Albon. So we know that he's aggressive, we know that he's fast, and we know that he can get results, and we think that if he's in a better car, like I'd pick him over any of the Alpine drivers. Oh yeah. So the fact that Liam Lawson in a fair you know fair series smoked him by I mean uh almost a hundred points, ninety-seven points or so. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so hope for Liam Lawson. I would definitely like him to have an F1 seat, without a doubt. Yeah. I don't, with how much they had to do to get Logan Sargent, I don't know if Williams would do that. 
because he brings a market, he brings sponsors, he brings so much that, sorry, the New Zealand guy doesn't bring, you know? Um, so it would be interesting to see. I think he's more in line for a seat in a season or two, so long as there's no other up-and-comers right. that show up in that time. Because that's the part about Formula One that we've talked about before. I think we talked about this very early on in our podcast. These, these young drivers, they either come out of the gate hot and get a seat, or they find themselves in this weird middle ground of F2, reserve test driver, F2, and they never crack in. And I'm hoping that that isn't the case with Liam Lawson. And maybe he gets a chance at another team this next season, but I think more realistically it's a season after that. You ready to go into the whole (laughs) topic of this video? So whose contract is up in two years? So after next year, Sergio Perez is out at Red Bull. Now, there's a chance they extend him. With the results they're seeing this year, I don't think they would. Right. I think that he will stay through next year. I don't think that they're going to bail on the contract. Right. But, man, if you're looking at it in two years, I know they're going to make a play for Oscar Piastri. Horner's already tried to get Oscar Piastri when he was younger before he went to the Alpine system. Also has been trying to get Lando Norris, who is very high on their list. So he's going to be trying to make a move for one of them. And if at that point, if this time next year, Oscar Piastri is outpacing Lando Norris, or if they're giving team orders uh, for Oscar to finish ahead, Lando could be doing the Daniel Ricciardo move of, I'm out at McLaren. I got to find the next thing. Oh, Verstappen's going to be done in a year at Red Bull. Let's go to Red Bull and I'll be the number one driver there. So that's a possibility. The Piastri thing is a possibility. Daniel Ricciardo technically is still a possibility since their whole plan of bringing him to AlphaTauri is to break bad habits that he developed over at McLaren and kind of get his flow back. And if he does, he would be, in my opinion, a better pick than Sergio. Now, it wouldn't be putting Max in there with another, like, I mean, Lando I would put above Daniel Ricciardo. I would put... Charles Leclerc above Daniel Ricciardo. I'd put, you know, one of those young guns putting them next to Max obviously would be the best case scenario. But in terms of an improvement from Sergio Perez, I can definitely see Daniel Ricciardo getting that seat. That's three options right there. But if you look at the end of next year, going into the 2025 season, Lawson would only be 23 years old. That's young. He'd be exactly the age Yuki is today for a prime seat. And I would love to see that. And so let's look at this real quick to wrap up. Let's look at our options for the Red Bull seat. And let us know in the comments who who should replace Sergio at Red Bull. <laughs> Your contenders would be the McLarens of uh, Norris and Piastri. Uh, the Alpines of Gasly and Ocon. More so, I think, Gasly. But I don't know if he's going to get another chance at Red no. Bull. So you have that. You have Albon, who I think will already be in line for another seat at that point. Probably with Alpine. Yeah, and the problem is is that Gasly, they, they already tried Gasly, they tried Albon, they choked under the pressure. Right. So they're not going to get that second chance, even if they're outperforming whatever car they're at at whatever team now. I do think Albon has a better shot than Gasly. I can see that just because Albon's been seriously proving himself in that Williams. Albon outperforms a car, Pierre Gasly. Puts it about where it should be. About where it should be. Uh, I think Joe Guan Yu's going to be out. I mean, come on, he's not getting a look at a big-time team. No, no, Joe is not going to If anything, he'll kick the tires at Alfa Romeo for a few more years because apparently he's a paid driver, although we still haven't really figured that thing out. Um, Logan Sargent, Liam Lawson, Nick DeVries, Danny Rick. I mean, 
Liam Lawson would be in the top three, I think, of any list that you put together. Nick DeVries isn't going to happen. No, absolutely not. No. In fact, he's already, uh, I believe he's already on the list for 2024 in the Formula E series. So he's going back to Formula E. Didn't he e. win that? He did. Good. He can stay there. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, we were so hyped about him, too. I know. <laughs> Okay, so like I said, let us know in the comments where you'd like to see Liam Lawson go. Your vote is, though, taking out Perez. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not good. No, he, he's gonna not going to stay there. I'm going to regret this so much, but I don't think Daniel Ricciardo goes to another team. You think he stays at AlphaTauri until he's done in Formula One? I think so. Who's going to give him a look? I mean, Alfa Romeo, like... Aston, I guess he could do the Aston Martin, how they always have one old retired dude. I'm just always on the Daniel Ricciardo hype train, so I'm going to ride this Red Bull thing out until it's a okay. guarantee it's not happening. Wasn't there, wasn't there the rumor that Vettel's looking for a comeback? Yeah, but they're also adding a team. Well, supposedly. Supposedly. But that's when Vettel would come back because in 26, Vettel said he would only come back to support a Formula One if they worked on, you know what, we'll make that a TikTok. I'm going to save that. Who would you rather have though, Vettel or Ricciardo? Vettel! All right, so there's another angle. Who would you rather have, Vettel or Mick Schumacher? Or sorry, uh, Ricardo or Mick Schumacher? Give me Ricardo. I don't know, because Mick is young. He has time to get better. He costs millions in damages. At, at the moment, I'd rather have Ricardo. All right, I've made my call. What's your uh, question for the week? What's my question for the week? Yeah. Guys, if you think that Liam Lawson should come back, but only and only if he replaces Oscar Piastri... I think I agree with you. All right. We'll see you. Bye, guys.